Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Nation. Today, we're talking about the longest debate probably in anime's history, subs versus dubs. If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to give us a like and subscribe to help support us and watch more great content like our TV-centric show, Cross Media, our video game podcast, The Penultimate Conquest Podcast, or our weekly Marvel-centric podcast, The Marvel Mondays Initiative. If you missed any of those, any of this week's content, Check our website, thepenultimateconquest.com, and check our VODs, and, or even see our schedule, which is finally up for the rest of the month. Now, I got some great guys here to discuss this this long-running battle anime, both of them coming out straight to Sibuya because of that 20. We got John. How you doing today, John? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good? That's good to hear. I'm Mm -hmm. Last but not least, we got my boy, Richie. How you doing, Richie? Ryan, I'm doing pretty good. It's always a uh, pleasure to uh, work with you and uh, my buddy John over there. So this is going to be a good time. All right. And let's just get straight into this. John, which do you prefer watching anime in? Subs or dubs? Um, I think recently I've become more of a dubs person. I kind of go back and forth, but I think I just get more out of dubs like the emotions of the uh of the language just like in my because i only speak english it's the first language i learned uh it just like hits me more quickly than like hearing something in japanese being like i think this is how they're feeling and then reading the words and it being and then being able to see what they're feeling and being like okay so that's what they're saying um so for me, it's dubs, but subs are important. All right, all right. And what about you, Rich? Um, I have always uh, preferred dubs. I've recently started to push myself to watch subs a little bit more, just so I can, you know, like be in the the conversation piece. If we're talking about, you know, most recent episode or something, and the dubs not available. Then I'll try to watch the subs, but it's a whole very, very hard struggle for me. So I I do prefer the uh, the dubs, which I'll get more into why it's a struggle for me to do subs here in a little bit. But uh, I, I am a dub guy. All right. All right. I guess that leaves me, which would mean I am a I am one of those. I, I only like it in subs. I, I like seeing it in its original language. The translations usually add up a little bit better than some of the really weird ad-libbing that comes out of uh, dubs, especially if you've seen that Skate the Infinity dub uh, that they're on Twitter clips. It is a trip. But no, I've subs to me have always just preserved the original feeling for the show. But there are certain shows where I definitely think the dub is better. Now, let's talk about some of the strengths of watching dubs. Versus versus subs. We got. I, uh, go on, John. I just like to take a moment to correct something you said. You said you don't like ad libbing and dubs. From what I understand about the dubbing process, it is like impossible to do ad libs because they have to hit right on the marks of like the lip flaps. So it is like impossible to just like make something up on the spot. Um, because you have to like sync things to the lip flaps and have the words that you're saying in English make sense to what the characters that are already drawn 
and already speaking say um that's that's something that i just wanted to say all right and so what do you think are some of the strengths of watching a dub versus a sub i think it is uh what i said earlier is that for people who speak english or even like i know latin american countries get a lot of spanish dubs um and any other uh country that can manage to do a decent dub with good acting and um sync things well uh is that when you hear something in the language you speak it hits you more emotionally um because at least for for some people when i read i read everything in my voice and i don't act in my head when i read i just hear like the way i'm talking right now said aloud goku you have to release the spirit bomb that's how i hear like those moves some things if i don't know what the words are saying it's like someone could be saying you gotta do this and I just hear them saying it like this in my head. Um, because that's I gotta keep up with like what's going on on the screen and reading. While hearing something in English, it just hits me as soon as I hear it. Um, sometimes even before I hear what the like under think about what the words mean, I can feel what the word itself says emotionally. Uh, and I think that's a pretty strong aspect for if you're not a bilingual person or if you don't understand Japanese very well. All right, all right. And Rich, I, I'm very interested to hear your answer on this one. What do you think are some of the strengths of watching it dubbed? For uh, me personally, I feel like I can catch everything a lot better when we watch uh, or when I watch a dub versus the sub because um, I am super hardcore dyslexic. So trying to read what's going on or like what the characters are saying and trying to make sure I'm catching like all the action in a fight scene. I'm just like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. So I mix up the words all the time. Like the, the words will just flop around and it just, it drives me insane. And I feel like I have to watch the episode two or three more times just to be able to make sure I hit the mark of what was actually being said and like what the characters were meaning and oh we're planning this oh you have to do this to beat this guy now i i like it in uh dub because i feel like i can capture everything that's going on and if i wanted to go back and read the manga you know after watching some of the anime i'm like oh i really like this i want to continue i hear the voice actors voices in my head kind of like what what john said um but i once i get to a character i don't know i just that's when i have to try to make up a voice on my head so then once i finally hear it i'm like oh so this is what they sound like and then i just try to mimic it in my head all right all right i definitely do think the emotional weight for some things is greater, but um, now I'm going to get into a bit of what I think is a weakness of dubs, and that is the fact that back in the day, we had a, a bit more dubbing studios. Now it's kind of just Funimation and their like, group they have because now they're simul-dubbing things so they can get it out. What is it? Rich, you watch things simul-dubbed. Is it like, it's two weeks, right? Like, uh, roughly, I know right now for Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, the dub for that, I think we're on episode 16, if I remember correctly, if that was the last one. 
where oh, I know like the uh, the sub is like what 21 22 22 22 but I know the sub or the dubbing company had to do like a little bit of a hiatus because of some allegations or something like that I can't remember exactly what was going on but I know they took a break for a little bit but usually it's about 2 to 3 weeks or sometimes it is spot on I know they did that with season three of my hero they were releasing it dub and sub together okay it it depends on uh the the jap on the japanese side in certain regards um how because like the way animation works is like how many finished episodes they are ahead of schedule will determine how quickly funimation or whoever simul dubbing can get the necessary video and scripts to start uh, casting and start recording. Um, so a lot of the complaints that people have or a show will be like, hey, sorry, but like our one-week delay is going to turn into a two-week delay. That usually happens because anime uh, is produced so close to pro- to the broadcast date sometimes, especially towards the later end of a season, that they might finish, finalize the show the day before or maybe hours before it airs on TV and then get the scripts or the video footage to Funimation and then their process starts late, which means that by the time they finish, uh, it's probably like several days later when it was supposed to air. Um, So that's what happens a lot. Um, This is one of those things that you don't notice um, on the sub side um, unless something goes horribly wrong because normally uh, the show just airs, and then you find out, like, in behind-the-scenes stuff that uh, an animator will be like, oh, yeah, I had to finish editing that scene, or an editor, most likely, was like, I was editing that scene, like, hours before the show went up on the air, so. Yeah, I, I did know anime ran at, like, a super tight schedule. Like, the whole thing is not done when episode one begins. They're all cranking that out for the full duration. Mm-hmm. But I'm... I, for me, the simul dubbing part of it has, I think, taken away some of the things I liked about older dubs, especially. But I am also just impressed by it because in the past four years, now they're able to have a show with a dub. So people can still be in that conversation while it is airing. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, your chance of getting spoiled on something because you're waiting for the dub was exponential. Yeah, because you weren't just waiting for the dub. You were waiting for the dub to get finished. You were waiting for the dub to get packaged onto discs or if even older, God forbid, VHS tapes. Um, those need to be packaged. Those need the to be censoring. sold in stores. Um, yeah, in old, much older cases or every four kids dub, you had to wait for people to be like, oh... Mm, that is too much cleavage for seven-year-olds. We're going to have to like... I'm talking about the four kids dubs. That's that's, that's going to be coming up. I, I do okay. want to say something about censoring. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, I the only way I could watch like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and, you know, the Toei animation shows um, was on Toonami or uh, sometimes... Oh, what other... Ep- I think it was on... Fox Morning? It wasn't for kids. I think it was Fox Morning. It went back and forth. It it was uh, it, like it, Saturday were, morning. Fox. Runs, like Fox Mornings. Eventually, it went to Kids WB. 
Just became I think so. So I every time I saw the premiere episode of Dragon Ball, original Dragon Ball, Goku was wearing shorts. Well, for my 22nd birthday. No, it was my 21st birthday, actually. My 21st birthday, my assistant manager at uh, Best Buy, he was a huge Dragon Ball fan, and he knew I I love Dragon Ball and everything because we always talked about it. Mm-hmm. He gave me a copy of Dragon Ball Season 1 on DVD, and I popped that bad boy in as soon as I got home. Um, Goku wasn't wearing shorts. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I I was not ready for that. So and, and the manga is not censored yep. like that as well. <laughs> yep. I I first got into Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball in manga form, as it as the show was airing on Toonami in like two thousand four, two thousand five. Oh so I'm no! Just like reading that sucker, and I turn a page, and I'm like, "There's Goku's wiener." <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, then I keep reading and then this old guy's like, can I see your panties, Bulma? If I see your panties, I'll give you the Dragon Ball. And she's like, sure. And then you just see her butt-ass naked because she just wasn't wearing panties that day. And I was okay, like, took them off of her. <laughs> I am 15. Thank you, Viz Media, for this moment. Reading it, not with my parents. They would go to the rest of the mall. I would sit on the floor in Borders and read manga. Like every middle school, high school kid would. I, I did that. I, I even went to the library after school. The Bartholomew oh, County Public Library. I would just go there and right, grab a right manga. Peace Borders. That is. Rest in Peace Borders. I miss Borders. Borders was a great did, bookstore. Did anyone else have a uh, Walden Media Store? Like I've never heard of a Walden Media Store. We had one in the Fair Oaks Mall back home. And it, it went out of business and then turned into a Nirvana Gals. Let, let, me, let me make sure I specify. Nirvana gals. Gals G A L S. Yeah, I was like, oh. Interesting. Uh, okay. I've I've been to a Nirvana store, but I've never heard of Nirvana gals. It was mainly like the tapestry stuff and like um oh, incense sticks and burners and all that fun stuff. And I was just oh, like, like a hippie store? Oh, it was I- a hardcore hippie store. Okay, it I'm is for hippies, know. and I'm 17 year old, and I'm going to be a hippie now. People in that I high school I, I wanted Walden Media. I wanted Walden Media back. I wanted to go back in and start reading my Inuyasha manga. Mm-hmm. I part of the reason why I go, I went with dubs growing up. Uh, there's the obvious fact that I would just turn on the TV, and poor kids would be like, "Here's one p or." Fox Box would be like, here's one piece for kids dub. And I would be like, I am 12 years old. This is the only way. I, we didn't have broadband internet. So, like, downloading an anime episode would have taken a week and the phone line for the entire week. So, that was not an option. <laughs> um, but even when I started getting to like uh, denser anime, like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo, I was doing that uh, through my local library. Um, this the librarian we got there she was like her son was like my age we were actually in the same class and so she was like understood that anime was like a popular thing so our dvd section had an entire anime section and so like i went through samurai champloo and ghost in some of ghost in the shell my brother would watch it without me and that's why i still haven't finished it to this day 
but I'm working <laughs> on it. Um, and so one of the reasons why I would go with dubs instead of subs is because the dub had to be especially bad for me to take the effort to go pause, main <laughs> menu, audio, Japanese, because they would always just autoplay in, in English, and I would be too lazy to change it, unless the dub was terrible, which is why I watched Evangelion mostly in Japanese. Because I couldn't stand Shinji's voice. He did not sound like a teenage boy. He sounded like a, an old man doing a weird squeaky voice. Like, this doesn't sound like a teenager. This sounds like a weird guy. And that's the perfect segue into what I want to talk about. Um, some of the strengths of subs. Because I think the the voices are one of the stronger aspects for me. Like, there's a lot more distinguishing. And I feel like the characters line up a bit better. Some of the voices. There is some really good voicing in subs, I will admit that. But um, <clears throat> there's also some really cursed ones. And uh, John brought it up to me the other day. Because with the release of Kingdom Hearts 3 on PC, you can play it in Japanese. And holy hell, Donald's voice is cursed. Ultra cursed. Oh my god, it's so bad. It is so bad. Ryan, don't do it. I wouldn't even say it's bad. It's just, it's so good that it doesn't sound like a Japanese actor doing a Donald Duck voice. It sounds like Donald Duck has learned how to speak Japanese, and that's what's cursed. I think it's good. I think it's a fun time. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. I, I do think that a lot of anime is, like, intended to be listened to in Japanese. It is produced by... Japanese people for Japanese audiences. So there's going to be something lost with certain, like especially slice of life shows that are set in Japan and that are supposed to be like normal Japanese people or cartoonish Japanese people talking to each other. But on the other hand, you get things like what I like to call the Masako equation, which is that there is one actor named, uh, I forget her other name, but like the last name is Masako, I think. And she voices Goku in Dragon Ball. The problem is she also voices adult Goku in Dragon Ball Z and every Dragon Ball iteration. The other problem is she also voices Gohan in Dragon Ball Z and every other iteration, no matter what his age is. The other problem is she also voices Goten in every iteration, and she does the exact same voice for all of these characters, an entire generation of Goku's all have the exact same voice, including Goku as a child has the exact same voice as Goten, who looks exactly like Goku to begin with. And that is a little too far for my taste. And that's, that's one thing I was going to bring up was the, the child voice actor for Goku in the original Dragon Ball also voices Goten in Dragon Ball Z, but like, it's not to that extent. Holy hell. And neither of these characters voice Goku as an adult or Gohan as a kid or Gohan as an adult. Gohan as a kid has a separate voice actor from Goku as a kid. Mm-hmm. And sure, Goku and Goten, like they have to have that similarity. Like they're not they drawn. Look the exact same. Yeah. But they still have different deliveries. Um, that's something that might be easier to tell in English than in Japanese if you don't speak it. But the fact that like teen Gohan and teen Goku and Goten all sound exactly the same as their adult versions is really weird, and I don't like that. 
I guess this is the time where I flex that I, I, I speak fluent Japanese. That four-year college degree got me something. That answers a lot of, that, that, that makes a lot of things See, make sense. He, here's why I never learned Japanese. I'm dyslexic. Reading one language is hard enough. Why the hell would I want to go and learn another language completely? Oh, Expect when there except, are symbols in there. Especially when it, the, their written language is just characters. No, thank you. I'm sorry, but no. Like my my friend's dad taught Japanese at our school, and I thought about taking it in high school, and then I remembered, nah, I, I'm good. Thank you, though, but I'm good. All right. There are kanji and hiragana, hiragana, or the differences between two of them are literally a single stroke that might be like just a little dash. And yeah. it's like, oh, with the dash, it's this thing. Without the dash, it's a totally different thing. Don't mix them up. Um, <laughs> the, like, first boss of learning Japanese is learning the difference between, like, I think it's both, the katakana and hiragana for so and the one for she. Because yeah. they are the exact same, but, like, the angles are different. Yeah, like, so one starts from the top, goes to the bottom, and goes from the top, and yeah, or starts from the bottom, and goes towards the top. I, I am proposing the penultimate conquest goes to Japan once this pandemic's over. One day we can do I, it. I love this idea. Now, we're moving on to, I want to talk censorship in dubs, because I think that may oh, be God. my <laughs> least favorite and favorite part of dubbing. Uh, from any cigarette in anything turned into a lollipop. Uh, uh, that's so We're going a different Pokemon, route than what I was thinking. Pokemon's iconic rice donuts. Which... I, I have a story about that, if that's okay. Oh, of course, John. Please. Oh, okay. no. So there was one day where I I was I was on a date with a girl, and we were both... We're both I only date weebs, so we were both weebs. And so I was like, oh, there's a... I live in a college town. I live at uh, Bloomington, which has IU. So there's a bunch of Asian stores around here. And I was like, I know, the I area know very well. where the Japanese store is. It's right next to the Kroger. So we walk in, we're walking around, and I find one of the... I forget what they're called, but it's like a hot bun with uh, bean paste in it. And I was like, I'm going to buy one of these because it looks kind of like a little biscuit. Store? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a uh, red bean like sweet roll, basically. Yeah. Um. So I buy it and I bite into it, and it has like a sweet, savory taste to it. Like the it's the beans are yeah, are, yeah have like a tastiness to it. And then I learned later on that rice balls are made like that sometimes too. Yeah. Like the rice on the outside, and then they fill it with that paste. And I was like, when you think about it, that's weirdly no. not too far off from a jelly donut. Like a rice ball has a like with that paste filled in it, taste would probably taste more like a jelly donut than you think like a sushi would taste like. And I was like, that's but I kind of get it. Meat and <laughs> many other things inside oh, that yeah. area. And I, I think it was supposed to be seaweed in the show too. I don't think it was. Yeah, yeah, no, they were seaweed wrapped. They were wrapped like yeah. that, and then like they had the triangle shape, that little triangle shape, which. Nothing was better than Brock whipping up some donuts. God. I think my... I miss Pokemon. One of my big translation moments as a kid was that in third grade, 
one of my friends uh, had a dad who was stationed in Okinawa. So there was a moment where, like, he brought a bunch of stuff that his dad sent him to school, and he's like, okay, so my dad lives in Japan, so guess what? You know Dragon Ball Z? You know that's the coolest shit ever? Um, This was in 2001, so Dragon Ball hadn't made it here yet, but it was like, guess what? Uh, That show's been going on since the 80s, and Goku used to be, like, a five-year-old kid, and that's how it started. And then he brought up, like, Pokemon, and he was like, Pokemon is, like, already had their second game in Japan and check out this thing. They call it a Pika blue and it's like the evolved form of Pikachu. Um, that part he was wrong. Um, but like we were looking at Meryl and we were like, Oh, water Pikachu. So then like a couple months later, I watched Pokemon, the first movie and there was a joke while they're, while they're rowing where the team rocket says something about Vikings and then Ash goes, they mostly come from Minnesota. And I was like, hold it. How does a country across an ocean, why do they give a shit about American fo- about uh, American football? Do they play football in Japan? I did not know, but I did not see a reason why they would make a joke about Minnesota. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. So this is also you, though, accepting that the Pokemon world is knows about American football. All, is, is all world. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That that yeah. is me thinking that a place called Kanto um is is exists in the real world. Well, I mean, all the original ones are Japanese, uh like Exactly. But <laughs> then we go to Unova and that ends. Yeah. Um well, I think some other great uh sensor moments, again, anything from four kids one piece has oh, to go up there. See, I never um, got to watch Four Kids One Piece. I only watched uh, Toonami One Piece. Oh, Toonami well, One Piece. Okay, but here's the thing. Toonami One Piece was still Four Kids One Piece until the Skypea arc. Literally the episode where they get uh, floated up into Skypea. Skypea is the first Funimation dubs episode. I know because I was watching Toonami back then. And um, I was like... <sighs> It's for kids, but, like, I would just watch One Piece before Naruto. Because I would just, like, be like, I'll show up, watch One Piece, this is for kids, whatever. Then I get my Naruto's. Um, And then I'm like, wait a second. This is the actual opening song. They are singing We Are in the show. And then I realized that it was because they had already announced that Funimation was going to start dubbing it. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know when that point would start on Toonami. And then they just they just started, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the voices are good." It was still slightly censored, but mostly for like stuff you can't show like thirteen year olds. But like, he was smoking now. Those weren't lollipops. Sanji was just smoking. Sanji was Sanji was a PG thirteen acceptable level of horny for all the girls, and I was like, "This is this is amazing." I can't believe they're actually doing this. The 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 best four kids moment i i have to say is bandit keith in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> all hail bandit keith okay is that that's finger guns, right? that's figure guns yeah because yeah. he and in the original show he has an actual like nine millimeter pistol ah uh, um, yes and then he's like finger guns <laughs> i think that's false because i think all of the worst uh censorships are in one piece and it's specifically the arc where there's a guy whose whole thing is poison darts and he shoots like spikes into luffy that like have poison in them and 
like they cause severe bleeding and poison, and it, the blood is red and it turns purple from the poison. And then Four Kids was like suction cups. They <laughs> edited every episode so that this guy was shooting suction cups that would stick onto his body, and then they'd be the people reacting would be like, "It's poison suction," and I was just like, "This doesn't even make sense." How is poison absorbed into the body through suction cups? Um, and that is like just one of the worst things because like even if you are like a nine, ten year old, you'll be like, I cannot take this, I cannot my suspension of disbelief has been destroyed. Oh yeah. god, I I forgot that even Pegasus's bodyguards didn't have yeah, guns. Yeah, they, they Nobody they, has they guns. The figure, they Everybody has gun finger guns. The amount of weird censorship for Yu-Gi-Oh! Is always so interesting to me. Did you guys know that the Shadow Realm is a hundred percent a four kids thing, and in the real show, people just straight up die? Yeah, you oh, straight yeah. die if you lose. Yeah, you're not going to Which, the Shadow. Realm. The die. point where this is supposed to clue you in is when the the episode where there's buzz saws, and he's like, "These are special Shadow Room Realm buzz saws. If the buzz saws touch you, you'll be sent to the Shadow Realm." And you're just <laughs> like, "No, I'm so pretty it, sure it, just gonna like." Sever the legs and make you bleed they're, to death. They're just gonna murk this kid. Like, you know what? Like, let's just murk it. But here's the thing. Yu-Gi-Oh! was the first manga I ever read. And it wasn't the the duelist Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. It was like oh, the actual game? <laughs> board game Yu-Gi-Oh! It it was the one where um I remember because uh it's the the first chapter is Yugi building the uh Millennium Puzzle. And Joey and Tristan are complete and total dickheads. Yep. And then, like, there's an even bigger bully who's bullying Tristan and Joey. So Tristan gives the piece of the Millennium Puzzle back to Yugi so Yugi can finish it. And then Yugi turns into Yami and then and goes and challenges this guy for, like, a, a, I think it was, like, a boatload of cash and it just makes him go mentally insane kaiba he makes go mentally insane he has one guy light himself on fire and i was like i'm in third grade what the hell am i reading so the weird thing between like how how viz media handle or certain shonen jump properties is that they would be licensed separately because four kids didn't give a shit about manga they're like no kids don't know how to read they know how to watch tv so Viz would be like, okay, we got the mangoes. Uh, we're not censoring nothing because that's like the the owner, the guy who like headed up Viz was like actually Japanese, um, was like bilingual uh, Japanese um, immigrant. So it was like, I we shouldn't do that. Uh, I want our things to be like the actual art that the artist created. Um, so with Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, what they considered acceptable for children is that the first... I want to say half a dozen, the first dozen or so chapters of Yu-Gi-Oh! It's not a card game manga. It is a a, a horror manga, it's basically. A manga, I'd call it. Yeah, it's a death game. Yeah, where Yugi just like is like passes out, Yami takes over his body, and since it's Yami is the spirit of a pharaoh from millennium's past, he's like, I'm going to play a game with you, Saw style. And it's just like playground games but then like if the whoever loses gets like an ironic punishment that's super like horrifying if you're like a an actual child like there's one 
where like a guy is trapped in his mind to think that he's like being devoured by clowns or something because yeah. like he was that's, like yeah, he I think was, that's the guy that like robs the burger joint that uh yeah. Taya works at. Oh, I also forgot there's like a subplot. Um this is how I learned what uh dating for hire means in Japanese and uh there's a subplot where they're like is our high school friend like bringing a prostitute? And I was like, oh, I am in high school. What is this? Or middle school. What does this mean? And I like Googled <laughs> dating for hire. And it was like, guess what, kids? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right, into, uh, let's get off Yu-Gi-Oh! Wow. Let's, well, first, let's think about Joey Reeler's voice for a second and his New York accent. Oh, best um, voice. Best voice ever. <laughs> And I think we, we've been uh, bashing on dubs for a little bit. I've been having my fun. But I definitely think there are some amazing dubs out there. And let's talk about some of our favorite dubs. Ooh. I'm going to go first with uh, a show that I don't think I could ever watch subbed. And that is Bacchano. I was about to say that one. Yeah. No, Never seen um, it. So Bacchano, I'll give you a, a, the quick pitch. Bacchano is set in the 1920s. It is a gangster, like 1920s gangster story. In Chicago, and it involves a train oh. called the Flying Pussyfoot. That's all you need. I, I, right, I consider Bacchano as like a period piece Cowboy Bebop. Like not explicitly, but like it does a lot of the similar things that Cowboy Bebop does, where sometimes the episodes are like self-contained and it's just like a day in the life of these characters. But it's also very, a lot of people like to call it the pulp fiction of anime because it kind of like jumps between time period. Or definitely get, around, get to calling. It's like, there's like a set story, but it sort of starts like towards the end. Actually starts at the very end and then goes into yeah. the middle and then like jump jumps back and forth. And then at the very end, it kind of sums it all up together. It's really good for the time. Because that was 2008, 2009, something in that era. I saw it in 2010 by the time it made it to Netflix. I thought it was like a fresh from the last season anime. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, this came out in 2008. How have I been missing this for so long? It's only one season, right? Yeah. 12. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I have to add that to my list. That's 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 an easy uh, one night watch. It is one of the rare shows. So not only is it um, they, the, what's his name? The audio director for the dub was like, I could just do it like a straightforward good dub, but he challenged himself and he was like, he watched a bunch of noir and like gangster movies from the 1920s and then told all of his actors, hey, we're doing gangster accents. Here's a bunch of movies of how gangsters were portrayed in the media at during when this is set. You're all talking like this. And everyone sounds 100% believable. So they're yeah. always like like using slang and like talking like this. Then they're like, hey, you got to get the bangos and the bazangos. Like everyone's like half of them yeah, are Italian mafias. Action, uh, Italian accents. It's great. And it's it's, it's perfect. Like it, it never takes you out and make you like think, oh, yeah, this is clearly like a bunch of anime dubbers like trying too hard no it sounds really good um, hmm. oh yeah but uh richie what's one of your favorite dubs Ooh, because mainly all the animes i watch are dubbed but is anyone where you're like this dubbing really stands out to you 
Ryan, do you want me to double down? You can always double down. Uh, high school DXD. I have never once watched that dub. So I oh my god, it's great. I've watched the sub because I was waiting for uh, season four. And so I ended up watching the sub of that and I couldn't go, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I just, there was something about Issei's voice in it that just rubbed me the wrong way. But in the dub, it is so, like, it's not Joey Le- Wheeler level of amazing, but it's pretty damn good. Like, ironically amazing or actually amazing? No, it's actually really good. Okay, because Joey Wheeler is ironically amazing. Oh, yeah, I that's think- ironically amazing. Yeah. I would say either that or... Um, Soul Eater has a, a really good dub. And even Dragon Ball Z, I think, has probably one of my favorite dubs. It had an okay dub. What was it called? Dragon Ball Z Kai? Is that when they redubbed it and re that's where they took out a lot of the screaming they, and yelling just to get the fight to progress a little bit faster. Yeah, they've redubbed Dragon Ball Z, I think, three times. I've because met the, the voice actor who played who voices Goku. Oh yeah, it's He's it's right. more because like you have the Ocean Group dub, the Blue Ocean, I think dub that was Canadian based back in the early nineties, and then um, past the Frieza arc, that's when Funimation picks it up and they do their thing. And then in the like mid two thousands, around two thousand six, they're like, we're gonna put all the DVDs in high or put all the sh- episodes in high definition DVD. Um, it wasn't high definition, and they, that was also when they cropped it to be sixteen by nine. But that was the second time they re- they Funimation redubbed it. I remember then, picking up the Blu Ray releases of the like HD remasters when they first put yeah. them out. And it didn't yeah. look good. Yeah, I, 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 think I didn't they like didn't it. They didn't do proper trans- transfers until Kai. Yeah, and I think Kai that that's partially be- the best looking it's ever been. Oh, yeah. Because don't I they use the same animation for Kai for Super? No, no, no. Kai was not. The openings and some of the fight scenes had new animated sequences, but it was all just the original animation. But what was different is um, Funimation didn't have access to, like, the film masters, so their HD transfers were still based on, like, DVD footage. Um, for Kai, uh, Japan master took it from the original HD uh, film reels or whatever, however it was originally recorded, and transferred that into HD and then edited it down to just what appears in the manga and so shortened the fights to how they're actually supposed to be presented and got rid of all the filler. And then when that was sent over to Funimation, then they sold that on Blu-ray and that was like a proper HD transfer. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that, that does check out um, now. And it's, the animation openings and endings and certain sequences had were yeah, yeah, newly yeah. animated. What what's some of your favorite dubs, John? W- which ones do you enjoy? I think uh, I think there's a lot of good dubs out there that are serious. I've been rewatching. This isn't what I'm going to go with, but I've been rewatching Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, and that holds up extremely well. Um, it's a very it, good dub. It gets a lot of the serious stuff really well. It gets a lot of the comedy and stuff. But there are certain dubs that, like, you watch them and you're like, "Oh, this show was not made to be in Japanese. This yeah. show has to be viewed in English." And a show that has to be viewed in English. Is Panty and Stalking with Garter Belt? I wondered because the backstory to Panty and Stalking with Garter Belt 
is that uh, uh what okay so richie you remember a little a guy by the name of hiroyuki imaishi from yeah. from studio trigger yeah uh, creator of gurren lagan promare so the backstory to panty stocking with garter belts is fresh off of like the success of gurren lagan they're at anime expo in america he and a bunch of the anim- head animators were invi- invited there to do like um to do panels and stuff they are drunk off their ass at like two in the morning watching adult swim in like 2008 2009 and they're like this is the funniest shit ever i don't know what's going on but the visuals that they are doing there's stuff that we could never get away with in japan and then they were like we got to do something like this so i just Janet's added it to my automation <laughs> it is powerpuff girls on adult swim made by japanese animators that think that anime adult swim cartoons are hilarious and they try to outdo themselves but one of the things that they insisted that Funimation do when they got the rights to dub it was they were like, hey, put as many swears as you can. They're, the, first of all, in Japanese, there's a ton of swears to begin with. But they were yeah. like, put more swears. Teach us swears. What? What? They were like fascinated by the concept that America has these words that you cannot say on television without getting bleeped because that doesn't exist in Japan it's just impolite language. It's just like language that like you don't say in polite company. And that's the closest thing to swear words. So they're like, teach us more swears. Uh, teach us how to make weird swears. That's why you get sequences like you motherfucker, you father fucker, you son of a bitch. And like people just like saying the nastiest switch uh, words they can come up with. And uh, the show is like, it's like Powerpuff Girls in that each segment is two 11 minute shorts um, uh-huh. instead of like full episodes. Oh, so like and basic so- Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah um, imagine anime Cartoon Network with just adult swim humor. That's the best way to put it. If you've ever seen that. like Neo Yokio is basically the American version of this show where that show is like just a parody of like anime tropes and shenanigans. This is that with the frame story of being that there are two angels, one called Penny, one called Stocking. They don't they deserve used to a be, big They don't deserve a big Toblerone. No, they don't. Um, they got kicked out of heaven for not being good at their job, so now they gotta kill demons in order to get enough coins um, to buy their way back into heaven. Because I guess if you get enough... When you kill demons, uh, they explode into coins, Scott Pilgrim style, and then they can cash those in to get a I'm, I'm already sold on this. I'm I'm sold. Like I added um, it to my list. Penny's, yeah, Penny's super horny and has sex every chance she can. Stocking is a glutton that just loves sweets and doesn't get fat most of the time. Um, and the the best part is they have a pet named a pet dog, zombie dog named Chuck. And the joke is, it is straight up the gib or dib gur gur the gur yeah. dog suit. From from Invader Zim, yeah, that's but awesome. Like, and they just like kick the shit out of it because it's a zombie and can't die. And whenever they're angry, they just beat the shit out of this. Um, and then someone that's like trying to help them actually do their job is Garter Belts, Father Garter Belts. He is a Catholic priest. Um, oh no! There is a teenage boy that has a thing for panty and stocking named Brief. He 
wears a fake proton pack and a legally distinct uh, Ghostbusters outfit. Um, Father <laughs> Garterbelt is always like touching on this boy. And that is the weirdest part is I would never think I'd see an anime that makes Catholic priest jokes. Oh, and no, that is like a weird is. attention to detail that they get. That's like, I don't think that's a humorous thing to like. Uh, high school DXD definitely touches on the Catholic priest stuff at the very beginning. I should check that now, out. Now, I want to move on to a another show that follows the reason why I like the Panning and Stalking dub, but keeps it to a serious level, and that is Black Lagoon. The dub for Black Lagoon. I have is, seen that one. It's fucking fantastic. It is one of those. It's another one of those. I I don't think it was meant to be in Japanese. The way the characters are, the the amount of diversity in that cast, it was definitely meant to be watched dubbed mm. with everybody speaking in their own languages and stuff. That is and very it, cool. I'm I'm glad they did that. I know some companies have been doing that too. Yeah, because goddamn, it is a fantastic dub and just a fantastic anime. It is in my top five favorite animes of all time. If you have not watched Black Lagoon, it's it a been a it's been a hot minute. I think that was one of the first animes I watched. I put it like, on the same shit like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun, which also have extremely good dubs. Those are some of those classic '90s dubs are fucking iconic. Well, they like paved the way for good dubs. Sorry, Rich. yeah. Continue. Where, where would you put it compared to Soul Eater? Just curious. Soul Eater. I've never watched Soul Eater dubbed. Um, I retract my comment. So I have a problem with the Soul Eater dub, but oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be a jerk because, like, I don't. I don't like shitting on dubs because I know like dub actors work really, really hard, and like unlike a lot of things, like I see so many dub actors that are like, I am so excited to be this character, like. They're fans of the show in addition to like being actors, mm-hmm. but Black Star's voice is a is a woman, which is fine. That's how you can voice teenagers, but she sounds like a girl the whole time. And Black Star is like, meant see, to be I like didn't, I didn't think that at all. I That's thought Black Star, I thought Black Star's voice for the dub is like pretty spot on for like what the character is trying to be. He's a immature wants to be the best you know yeah, over he, the top cocky. Light. yeah he's Naruto light I mean he does have some like really good moments and like the really good moments you can definitely like hear the mm. more female side of the voice actor but I mean I think mm. she covers it pretty damn well mm-hmm. okay no I definitely can see that but no uh, the classic anime dubs are just their next level you know what's unfortunate? I don't want to make this a huge segment, but like one of the things that made me fall in love with anime was the Full Metal Alchemist dub. Because I had never seen a show cover like the themes it covers. Like it goes into racism and systemic violence and Not like generations continuing, it, it, like mutation, you know, yeah, the original face swap. As someone that was like starting to get really annoyed with my parents constantly being like, you gotta go to church on Sunday. The fact that there's a segment like in the first episode where a guy's like, here are all the parts that a, that a human takes to make. And he's like, all this, all these chemical elements can be bought on a, on a, on an elementary school kids, um, allowance, 
allowance. And I was like, well, yeah, God's not special. Uh, science is the rule. And that's not the point of the show as you, well, by the time you get oh, to episode no, the, eight. The, the, the priest at the very beginning of Full Metal Alchemist, I feel like the dub captures him perfectly for, uh-huh. like, you know, the rich, corrupt leader mm-hmm. of... Right, he's in both versions of Full Metal. Yeah, because he, he's in Brotherhood as well, isn't he? Yeah. Well, again, Full Metal is Full Metal until just the end, and then there's yeah. problems. But mm-hmm. the dub of Full Metal, now that is a show I watched dubbed. That was a show I watched dubbed back on Toonami, god, decades ago now. I but, I saw that show and out of context. I was just like, I'm gonna watch anime at one in the morning. And then I saw Alphonse Elric speak with a tiny little baby voice and i'm like what is this giant suit of armor doing with the giant baby voice and then i stopped watching because i was like 12 and i was like and then you learn that he's the younger brother so you know he he kind of got he, he kind of got sent to the shadow realm I, I i needed to start from the beginning instead of like episode 16 to get sent to the shadow realm hey, yeah. i mean now, what, what, what would you say the daughter of the scientist gets sent to? Also, that's all Shadow Realm. Nothing but Shadow Realm. Yeah. Anyway, we, we are, we're coming up on a close here. Is there any, I think one point I want to make before I do close out and go to my favorite segment of the show is that it. I at the end of the day, as much fun as it is to argue subs v does, because it's been the anime argument forever. It's what, what's your favorite of the big three? It's, that's up to that. Then they, I don't care which one you watch. They both have equal value. Like, if you want to get in the original format with the original voice and the way that, or if you want to hear it done a different way, even for, especially for accessibility and stuff, both work very well, depending on just what you want. So is there anything you guys want to add on to that before we move on? I... I will say that like anime has just like every fan base, they have the whole, you know, the war side of they're like, oh, I want to pick this battle just like with con or with gamers. You have the console V PC master race. Like, I'm just like, enjoy what you want to enjoy. Like, just have a good time. Like, don't say someone's not a real anime fan because they don't watch subs. Like, I think that is the stupidest fucking argument I've ever heard. Like someone has literally looked me in the eyes and just goes, you're not an anime fan because you don't watch subs. And I was like, no, I'm an anime fan. I just have trouble watching subs because of a learning disability. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Then that's that's the perfect thing. No, you're a true anime fan. As long as you're enjoying the content, you're an anime fan. That's That's really it at the end of the day. And now... We move on to my favorite little segment, my bi-weekly manga recommendation. And Hold today up, I'm man. recommending High Score Girl. A Ooh. cute little love story about some kids who like fighting games. And who who did that one? Rentsuku Osaki. No, is it Viz Media Shonen Jump? Or... Uh, let's see, let's see who did this. This was Square Enix. Oh wow! Damn. Because I remember they did the anime. Also, if you if you don't like manga, I understand. Watch the anime. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I 
I actually got decided to like start practicing fighting games because High Score Girl was so good and kind of like broke down like the thrill of like fighting games and especially season two does a really good job of like showing how like relationships, especially like within a hobby, can be so much more interesting than I like this girl and I would like to date her, but I'm too afraid to tell her my feelings. There's like at some point there is just like a fascinating turn this series takes where it's like a guy and a girl and their entire relationship is like, we want to beat each other at fighting games. Yes. Like it's yeah. not, Oh, I, I, I hate you so much that you're better than me. I want to date, you know, it is just a purely like, I want to be better than you at this game and you're getting better. And I don't like that. And I think that's pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, that's added to my list, so I can, you know, yeah, look into that. Definitely watch that one, especially if you like video, vintage video games. A lot of fun references. And with that, let's get to plugs. John, what, what's your plug in today? What you what you got for me? Uh, I'm. You can find me at on Twitter at Noisy Shark. Um, actually, I'm. I've been trying to work on stuff. My real job schedule has been really annoying, so I haven't been able to find time for stuff. Um, I should be able to work on things, but like. Uh, probably doing uh, Mario 3D World review, playing through Persona 5 Strikers, uh, planning to do an, a review on that when I beat it. Um, you should check out my likes on Twitter. Uh, I retweeted a thread where a translator goes into the logistics of like deciding what words to describe certain Japanese terms as. Because um, like a, that actually sound really interesting. A is, bunch is of that the people- thing you sent me the other day? It might have been. Okay. I, I, I sent you a lot of things. Yeah, um, we, we go it, back and forth a lot. It was specifically a bunch of people got real mad that's uh, in the latest episode, or only, I think, episode of Nagatoro. She says, oh, you've been acting sus, uh, haven't you? And people were like, oh, sus, amogus, amen. And this lady was like, okay, let's break down to like what she is saying in Japanese and why we would use that word. And it, it wasn't the person who translated it, but someone that does translate a lot of yeah. things. Um, and she explains that, and that's a really cool thread. There's a moment where she also says, people got really mad about this joke I made where someone says, I used to be an adventure you, but then I got shot an arrow in the knee. And she's like, a lot of people were like, oh, why are you throwing memes in here? And she's like, sometimes Japanese authors play video games and they like Skyrim. Sometimes you just got a meme to meme. And if there's yeah. a big no, meme right no, now... No. It, it, it wasn't just like a throwaway meme. It was literally the author made a Skyrim joke because he likes yeah. Skyrim. Yeah, it was, in an, it, was in, it was in an isekai. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it made sense. Uh, one last thing I do want to say is yeah. on, on, on this talk of dubs versus subs. Um, on the one hand, you are going to miss out on certain things if you're only dubs because there are just some shows that are so old and so specific to Japanese audiences, they might never get a proper dub. Mm-hmm. Um, so certain things like uh, like some of the original Gundams, you're stuck with the dub that they made in the 70s or 80s when they first came out. <laughs> um, on the other hand, I don't think there's ever been a bad dub since like 2012. Like if a show is good enough to get dubbed, people, I think there are acceptable or like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like functional dubs where they're not stellar, but they're just like, nothing is offensive. You don't have cases where someone is clearly like over or underacting when they shouldn't be. You don't have cases where people are censoring things like the, it is amazing that like 
my little sister's in high school right now. She's like 14, 15. Uh-huh. Uh, she loves the shit out of My Hero Academia, and she's watching it on Funimation. Or even if she watches the Netflix version, that's the show. Like, yeah. she's not getting anything cut up or sliced out. It is the show. Yes. It is. You have to go out of your way to find a censored version of a show these days. Yeah, like, no, watching that something on cable or something. Anymore. Now, Rich, what you got to plug for me today? Who? Uh, I'll do my normal ones. Of my Twitter and Twitch are both at Rich Dolphus, which is right there. No, right there. Yeah. Um, so um, right now, I am kind of just mixing up what I stream. I don't have a set schedule of what I'm streaming or when I'm going to stream. I usually just send out a tweet saying, "Hey, come over to my Twitch and catch me, chat with me." You know, all that fun stuff. I think the next thing I might stream will probably be like Horizon Zero Dawn just as a chill, you know, fun open world exploring night. I put that new skin in Fortnite. I'm getting it. I I, I, I will buy it. And Did you see they're doing that? like a team up with Tomb Raider? We're not, not getting into Fortnite right now. Good God. I'll Fortnite is an anime. I'm sorry. Real quick, which is Ryan the Lion 3055 where you can figure out what I'll be up to, where I'll be appearing, usually here at the Penultimate Podcast, where I usually end up on a lot of shows. So come on by. Always check out what we're doing here. And with that, this ends another episode of Anime Nation. Thanks for watching. Watch JoJo's. <laughs>